0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. I have Eric on with me. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing pretty fantastic. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Awesome. What would you like to chat about, Eric?
1: Well, I, you know, we've had conversations in the last couple of days that I thought would be interesting to put in a podcast form. Uh, you and I have kind of probably just video chatted back and forth um, on several things. So I uh, work in a field where I get to tackle lots of topics. Uh, sometimes I'm educated on them and I can let them roll off my fingertips onto a keyboard. And other times I have to do a decent amount of research to make myself sound semi-intelligent. And behind the curtains of my little web business, I have a wonderful editor. I'm not sure if they'd be the editor-in-chief because I don't know what that determination is, but I do have an editor that goes through and fix all my issues after the first grammarly check, of course. course. Um, And I've recently uh, been tasked to talk about a problem that businesses are dealing with. Uh, business owners, employees in general. And through our conversation, I actually got your opinion. And I said, oh, this, you know, in my head, I'm saying this is a pretty decent conversation piece. And you also got to read uh, my articles. And that is uh, dealing with going back to work. Uh, People that have been working remotely for the last year and a half, damn near two years, employers are having a difficult time getting them to want to come back to work because now it has been proven you can work from home and you don't need to go to the office and there are a lot of perks of working from home businesses are challenged um, with getting their employees to come back to work and todd you're one of those individuals who once worked in an office and then went home and then i was just what would it be like to have to go back to work? Or is that going to be happening? I'm not speaking for your job in general. We're not asking about your specific, but I had to come up with some relevant topics to be like, all right, if I was going to try to convince an employee to come back to work, why would you come back to work? And I found some, I mean, I found some interesting things that it wasn't just black and white. Yes. You know, you should come back or you don't. I think there's some areas there. But I said, I thought to myself, let's, let's bring this out to the world because I think there will be people, you know, a lot of businesses oh, yeah. listen to the Toddcast Tons. There are oh, so many yeah, business yeah. owners from all the continents, yes. but for the most part, we have a lot of people listening that would probably benefit from this. So let's open up conversation, Todd. Do you know what, like, give me your opinion on like the struggles or, or so forth. You You have done your research as well. That you can kind of give an overview, maybe what's happening in the United States or in in all these countries for that matter.
0: Yeah. So, and and again, just want to preface this with my perspective is is relevant because it it sort of pertains to me, but at the same time, I'm in sort of a different situation in that even before COVID hit, I was working towards getting a remote position. Just because now that now that the girls are all grown up, Abby and I, you know, might. Move out west or whatever, and I, but I like my job and want to still work there. So being able to work remote was important. And so I started to make moves on that even before the pandemic hit. So keep that in mind. I'm basically going to be playing the role of, you know, arguing for here's what's nice about going back to the office, even so I'm not really looking to go back to the office. So it seems a little, (laughs) you know, a little, little two faced or insincere. That's not the intent. I think everything that I'm saying holds true. And it, it's not one set of rules for you and another for me. It's, it's this, this is just what makes sense. And it just happens that my situation doesn't apply, if that makes sense. Because you, you, Abby, and I had an episode when all this started. Oh, trying, yeah. You know, for everyone who did work in an office and oh, crap, now you have to work from home and some, you know, tips and tricks to, you know, cope with that and, and try to make the best of that situation. And yeah, when you were talking to me about this previously, it's like, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for us to talk on the other side of that now that folks are starting to head back into their offices. Because, it, I mean, it is a change. And you mentioned in, in your article that, you know, it, it takes 20 days, 30 days to build a habit. Well, we've had like a year and a half of building. Oh, yeah. The habit of working from home. And now, you know, a lot of folks are being asked to basically reverse that. And that's, that's you know, just as tricky and and potentially painful as it was to get from the office to the home office. It's going to be pretty much the same thing (laughs) going back. So, I mean, I can say from my perspective, one of the definite perks of no longer having to go into the office, that would be probably one of my bigger concerns or complaints in going back is just the commute. Like, it, you know, it used to be I'd have to get up at, you know, a particular time to get myself ready to head out to get to the office in time. There's half hour, 40 minutes, whatever, you know, depending on how long your commute mm-hmm. is, all that time is just more or less wasted <laughs> there and back. Whereas now it's, yeah, I can sleep in a little bit. Or in my case, I can get up early and work out. You know, I can do something with that time. And I realized that they're the ongoing sort of joke and meme throughout the pandemic was, you know, people putting on a nice polo, but they're still in their jammy pants, you know, all day. Like, I still get up and get dressed. So that part really wouldn't change. But if I was running behind, I wouldn't necessarily have to. (laughs) <laughs> sure. whereas you you're not showing up to work in in jammy pants or whatever like that's just not really an option for most folks i should think and so going back to the office that's an hour and a half of my life that i'm basically losing yeah and i'm not real keen on that thought i think that is is common right that
1: most people find the commute would be one of the more you know important factors of like hey i got this time back and i can do what with it um And just to be contrarian, because that was kind of my job in some of this is to think of like it kind of what we don't realize is that the commute to and from is very important for the mental state of your work and personal life separation, which is kind of one of the things we talked about. And this, like I said, this is a great part two to the episode that we had with Abby. The separation of work and home is difficult. For many. Now, at this point in time, I would hope everybody has found their technique and balance and figured that out. Yeah. But the commute as pain in the butt as it may be was a good way to get your like the pregame and the postgame is like I yeah. would say It's like, all yeah. right, you know, like I'm stretching to get to get ready to go to work. So for someone like myself who would drive anywhere from 15 to 40 minutes, depending what job it was, that would right. be a good opportunity. I would listen to maybe a podcast. And if I yep. listened to a, a humorous podcast that day, I feel like I was extra funny at work that day. You know, <laughs> if I listen <laughs> to a, an analytical or a digital marketing podcast, it felt like I was already like tuning my brain up. And, and it's just funny because you and I kind of do this every single day anyway, because Todd and I first thing in the morning, we talk to each other. And by that first meeting or whatever I have to do on a Zoom, I feel like I've already prepped myself. And like, so my pregame is really a Toddcast. And I apologize, guys. You don't really (laughs) get, you don't get maximized, Hersey. But you definitely wouldn't want a postgame, Eric Hersey, because I'll tell you right now, I am dead from the day. And that's kind of how on your way home is when you kind of start mixing, you you kind of like releasing. All right, I'm done with work. You know, everything that I need to do tomorrow is kind of for tomorrow. And then when you go home, you can relax. And although the commute, you know, is not optimal for time, you need to create some type of mental commute. And if you can't create that, if that's not something you
0: physically can do, because there's too many distractions, the actual commute might be the thing to do. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. And I I remember even when when this all started, there was a point to where when when the day ended, I had to physically get up and go for a walk in the neighborhood to to simulate that drive home to get that disconnection. So I 100% agree. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, you know what I've realized is constant trips to the mailbox is is my smoke or, or my like work breaks. OK, no, no, I legit know the mail doesn't come until like four or five o'clock, okay. but I will check at noon sometimes thinking to myself. Did I get it last night? And I just realized <laughs> all that is, is a, is basically saying, Eric, you need to get away from your computer, not just to get some more coffee or not just to go to the bathroom, but like to go outside and get a little bit of sun if that is a thing. And it might right. only be two, a two minute walk. But I find myself doing that so frequently, and I have to I have to imagine that's some type of like going to the break room, you know, simulation. So the whole aspect of keeping your home and work life separate, if you weren't able to manage that and you weren't able and you find yourself really struggling because you're working too hard or you're finding yourself not, you know, not working too often at home, you might actually going back to the work might actually help your mental health with that. And that's kind of what I've found to be true for some people. So
0: like a lot of these things, you know, it was it was a change to get to where we are. It's going to be a change to get back. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be 100 percent reversal like some things like you're not we're not going to go back to the exact same thing like for example with a lot of folks that are going back into offices i know a lot of folks are instituting sort of hybrid modes to where it's, it's no longer monday through friday nine to five mm-hmm. it's three days a week you're coming into the office like i don't i think a lot of companies frankly a lot of the smarter companies are choosing to sort of ease into it rather than you know because like for my company it's you know friday they're like yeah, there's going to be a big announcement over the weekend. So a lot of us kind of grabbed a bunch of the stuff from the office because we kind of saw it coming. But it was, we were in the office on Friday, Monday, you're not allowed in the office anymore. Like it was kind of cold turkey, very yeah. binary state. And I think coming back, a lot of folks are like, yeah, let's ease into this. Let's not just have everybody show up and try and figure this out all at once kind of a thing, which is good. I think the other piece is... There are things that, that, there's going to be a certain amount of, you know, let's, there's part of you that's not real happy with this new change in the situation. And there are going to be parts that, you know, are legit not great, that, you know, work against you. But there are going to be some things that are good, like actually better to do this way, like like you said with the whole, you know, pregame postgame post-game commute. You know, you're, you're still not going to like having to drive you know, and spend the gas money and, and be in the car and in traffic for, you know, an hour a day. But there is some benefit to that. And some of it's kind of just, oh, well, try and look on the bright side, kind of fake yourself into thinking that it's a good thing. There are other things where it actually is a good thing, you know, yeah. and that'll that'll help help cope with that situation. I mean, I think the pregame, postgame commute thing is, is is extremely valid. I mean, when you were saying that, it, it brings light. Like, since we've been working from home, I've been talking to you and producing podcasts on a regular basis. But I haven't listened to podcasts because that's normally – or audiobooks. Like, that mm-hmm. commute is normally when I would listen to those things. And, like, the nature of my work, I can't listen to somebody talk and do my job. Like abby when she's doing illustrations she can do that like nobody's business i can't listen to somebody talk about you know this this interesting star wars character and type an email simultaneously like it, it but if i'm driving game on like i can listen to that stuff you know the whole time so a commute while i might not necessarily enjoy the traffic Hey, I get to, I get to catch up on a bunch of podcasts, like kind of, kind of looking on the bright side, <laughs> kind of well, cope with some well, of that stuff.
1: Yeah. And, and not only that, that's what I'm scared of for a lot of people that they probably don't realize that, that they're either overindulging in work. Like they're going too hardcore in work because that extra commute now becomes an extra hour of stuff they can get done, right. which is still not a healthy balance or, or you're <laughs> You're going the other route and saying, well, I could sleep in. And then it's like, well, you just lost an hour of a day that you had potential to gain knowledge, you know, right. <laughs> whether you like it or I mean, whether you like it or not, if you're listening to a podcast, whether it be humorous or or anything for
0: that matter, you're gaining some type of knowledge. And even, you know, even with the podcast, you can accidentally pick up some facts.
1: <laughs> like today, there will be more facts in this episode. Uh, you know, <laughs> the fact word count is a lot higher because this is based off some decent research. So, yeah, yeah, but so I found that happening myself as well. You know, like I, now granted, I'm much like Abby. I have a business where I can listen to more podcasts, but I've made sure to work that into my sis, you know, system of learning stuff still and audiobooks or what have you, where if you didn't do that, you know, this is, and you did it before, then it's a good way to get back to it, or you should yep. probably simulate it in some aspect. Uh, but there's no doubt that I think the, the fact is like, Human connection, talking with actual humans is not even a let's look at the bright side like the commute. The commute yeah. is pretty much yeah. like let's look at the bright side. <laughs> yeah. But the the human connection aspect, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, there is no there's no fixing that. There's no, you know, saying I'm going to, to walk around the block or walk to the mailbox and pretend that's my break. You legit need to talk to human people. And be put in social situations for your own mental health, regardless of yeah. who you are. Yeah. And there was no better way to force people to do that than actually making people go to an office, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> so yeah. there were lots of studies, you know, that you know talk about why talking with people and and being in an office and having some type of dialogue is good for you. But just in general, nobody wants to be isolated. Oddly enough, Todd. Oddly enough, I also help. Um, I have a lot of goofy websites that I work with, right, and and, in general. And I also have uh, right upon uh, mental health co-figure and psychosis and all types of things like that. So I've done a lot of research just in general of social isolation and what causes, you know, issues like that. And, you know, that was a huge fear when everybody went remote is that, sure, you could talk to somebody on the phone or through a screen, but there was something missing. And yeah. there's no doubt that going back to an office is necessary for you know human connection and your mental health.
0: Absolutely, you can you know have Teams or or Slack or Skype or whatever your your you know instant message program on your computer is, and chat back and forth and banter, and that's all fine. It's better than nothing. You know you can have you know your video chats and like I said, we we've done it like we we have a stand-up meeting you know, three times a week where the team gets on and we have you know the cameras turned on and we you know joke around and it's and that's fine but that's still not the same as hey everybody let's let's get together and shoot the breeze or have lunch or even i'm in the middle of something you know i'm gonna st- i'm gonna stand up and go do my equivalent of walk to the the mailbox you know, and you just go past one of the guys' desks. Hey, man, how's it going? How's how's the wife and kids? You know, what's how'd you do in your game yesterday? Like, just seeing people interacting with people is is it's pretty good. Well, I, I think mean, even yeah. even in situations where like I think back to previous jobs where like okay maybe I wasn't super keen on all the people that i have necessarily worked with you know because we've all been in that situation you oh, know yeah. where you're like yeah i've got all these coworkers, and it's kind of like you know the office where, where like you've got a couple of people you're cool with and everybody else is like eh. even interacting with those people that you feel eh, about is still better than isolation <laughs> you know what i mean it, it gives you some something out of that I think the the whole notion, and you touched
1: upon it, if somebody goes to your desk, and even if it is in passing and they're not really interested on in how your life is, you know, or how how's the kids and so forth, Right. we all feel like we all need to be appreciated, and we all like talking about ourselves in a sense, right? We all like mm-hmm. somebody asking and feeling like, oh, somebody actually cares about something that's going on in my life. Right. And You don't have that over Skype or this or that. I don't – I mean, yes, you could have somebody text you and say, hey, what's up? Or, But most of the time, there's some type of problem-solving or I need you for something after that like or question, right? Where I think at the office, there are some genuine moments where you're like, oh, I appreciate – even if it was a fake because I saw you in a break office or office room and I needed a fake conversation – you still mentioned it. You still said, "Hey, well, how are you doing?" And you still got an opportunity to release some of your, you know, opinions or thoughts. And I think that's therapeutic and necessary to feel appreciated. To just in general communicate with people, and I think oh, that's yeah. what you're getting.
0: Well, I mean, I've you know, I've, you walk you walk around in the office, you know, and everybody's got their their cubicle or whatever. And most folks have some sort of something in their cubicle other than their office. You know, they've like they've got some little plant or figurine or portrait of their family or whatever you know and people you know come into my come into my space and be like oh what's this and it's you know a, a war machine miniature that i've painted you know it strikes up a conversation you know what i mean or oh i can tell from your office that you really like star wars like you can you can get little little insights into people there's little conversation starters that can be had there that you know build that connection yeah well when you're on zoom or teams Half the time you don't even like, sometimes you'll, you know, everybody's got their offices set up either to a, make sure that nothing in their background of the video is to, you know, want to make it as bland as possible, sure. which strips away any of those opportunities, or they'll throw up some sort of background that, you know, to so that you don't see all their clutter and whatever, you know, I've actually gone the other direction. Like I've got one background that makes it look like I'm in the cockpit of an X-Wing. I've got another one that makes me look like I'm in the lounge of the uh, Millennium Falcon. I I imported a whole bunch of them that are just dungeon maps <laughs> that show up behind me. <laughs> go figure. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, a if you know me, go figure. But it almost has served that purpose. Like I'll show up to the the daily stand up, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, so what dungeon are you in today, Todd?" And it's you know, it's just a good conversational thing to have. But yeah, well, doing that you know in that... real life is even better. This is my point. Yeah.
1: Well, that bleeds over <laughs> to the other talking point is just the fact is um, for teams, for anyone, for that matter, the the collaboration in person for solving problems or just working more as a team, it, it, being in person allows you to create somewhat of a bond or somewhat of a shared interest or just a team mentality in general a lot yeah. better, you know, yeah. because like you said, somebody comes in and they find out that they also enjoy War Machine or or dungeons or it's all that right. stuff and now now you found yourself a friend in the office and actually a friend maybe possibly in real life you know right. but more importantly now if you guys are g- ganged up on a team you guys can honestly probably speak a similar language and get problems think outside the box you know where they yeah. just I've, this is all possible with technology but it just seems like it's a little bit more difficult
0: you know just yeah. like it's it's not as ideal
1: yeah it's not like optimized. audiobooks are great because you now can read while driving but you know so like it's the same but there's still slight differences if I said well you have to read this book physically now you don't have as much opportunity because you have to only do it in certain settings so I feel right. like in a weird sense it's the opposite of technology in this case is like you know normally I'd say yeah I think an audiobook's better than a book because I can do it everywhere where you have to read the in in reverse yeah. in this case, yeah. where it's better to be in person, the old technology as opposed to the new technology. So I think that bleeds over to collaboration. You see that happen a lot with management and, and teams, and just in general, like hey, you know, we're gonna have a team get together today, and and we're gonna launch this new product or whatever you would see in some said movie or sitcom or whatever. Um, (laughs) Never really been part of anything that weird. But let's just say there's a kickoff party and you get everybody together and you have, you know, pizza, cake or whatever. Like that's a good opportunity to
0: build morale, to invite others to talk to other people, you know, and you just, I don't know how you do that Zoom. It's difficult. And I can actually speak to this from experience because, you know, when all this started, I was in a management role. Even if it's not something major like a project launch, like even just, okay, let, there's a problem we need to solve. let's let's get together and talk about it. Pre-COvid, it was all right, we're gonna meet up in in meeting room C. There's a whiteboard. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my dry erase markers. You guys fire off stuff and I'm gonna write it down, and we're gonna draw pictures like we you can talk freely, you know, like everybody, yeah. even if everyone talks at once it's not ideal you know just civilized society let's take turns but if everyone does talk at once you can still hear people on teams if everyone talks at once it's whoever's mic happens to get focus and everyone else you know what i mean like there's that technology working against you and plus there's uh, i've always enjoyed and have done well in terms of just writing things down drawing things out on the whiteboard sure you know what i mean it's harder to do that in on the computer than it is for physically to just scroll things down, draw lines, do do whatever. Like, yeah, the technology, you can kind of fake that, but it's not as efficient. Like, we're not as accustomed to it. Like, I feel like if we were doing this work-from-home thing, you know, for the next five years, by the end of it, we might have it all figured out. But you can't spend years with a physical whiteboard and everybody chatting and whatever, and then move to, oh, hey, here's this new thing, and expect it to just go smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anyone's yeah. real interested in spending five years <laughs> in this situation to get to that point. It's like, well, that's, sure. that's, so no, well, I mean, it is definitely easier to collaborate and do a lot of, I mean, yes, you can, you can have a bunch of people on a conference call and you can all talk things out, but a lot of the incidental things you don't necessarily think about, like the ability to just, everybody can hop up to the whiteboard and draw something because yeah, there are whiteboard functions in teams but I don't know about you, but if I pick up a dry erase marker, I can write and draw all sorts of things. If I have to do that with my mouse, your uh, God, good luck yeah. figuring out what it is. Like, it's just, you know, it, there's a translation there that is not necessarily easy. And it's good to yeah. be in person to do that stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that I think the one thing that really got me when I was talking to you was the technology upgrades uh, in a sense. So where, where I worked from home. So I was kind of separated because I've already had my ideal setup because I really, to be quite honest, going into an office actually was a hindrance to me because it was like, yeah, I don't know where my stuff is. I I have an extra hard drive. I don't want to bring that, this, that, so forth. And then I come to realize that a lot of people actually have that kind of stuff set up at their work. So when they came home, it was problematic
0: and you kind of experienced the difficulties of that. Yeah pre-pandemic there were points where I could work from home like if I was under the weather or some sort of scheduling situation like hey I need to be at the house I got some sort of workers coming over I need to work from home today whatever that situation is I was able to work from home but rarely did I want to because you know here at the house I was paying for let's face it the cheapest internet available commercially like the sl- like, because we 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 weren't like the the girls weren't yet in high school. We would like surf the internet and maybe st- stream a show on Netflix. One person, sure. a time. you yeah. know what I mean. So our internet was not great. My laptop, it's my work laptop. It's a you know, I don't know, 15 inch screen if I'm lucky, sort of a deal. And yeah, I could work from that, or I could drive into the office and have two giant screens. A, a hard line, super fast internet connection, free coffee, snacks, you know, like, you know, a nice comfy thing. And also there weren't cats crawling across the table while I was trying to work. There weren't kids in the background. Yeah. Like there was like, even in cases where like, Oh, we've got a cutover at 2 AM that you need to be online for. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to get up at one in the morning and drive into the office so that I can do this in, you know, comfort with good stuff and hooray. Great. You know what I mean? Well, now that I've adapted to working from home, I've moved all my monitors and mm-hmm. unrelated circumstances There are no longer cats crawling around, et cetera. You know, I've upgraded my internet to where it's not so bad, but I could absolutely see where if you didn't have all that going on, like if I would want to go back into the office to work like my job right now, I've got three monitors actually. And if I had to work off of a laptop screen, I would just. Yeah, I would not. I would not be into that. And, you know, that's one of the things that concern that concerns me when they were talking about possibly having us go hybrid. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to pick which space is a good workspace and which one is going to kind of suck. And, you know, either two or three days of the week are going to really suck for me. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. And I can see how a lot of people they've made do they're clearing a corner of the of the the end table to sit their laptop on to work from home (laughs) for these past months to where going back to the office where you actually, you know, have an office (laughs) is going to be appealing for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. I I could see, you know, I always think of it like, yeah, we'll just, you know, buy another monitor here and do this or so forth. But we also forget that there are a lot of people that are just not tech savvy. And there are a lot of people that were being asked to work from home that still enjoy working from home, but they actually might need that person to help them set up a second monitor or Figure out why their mouse isn't working, or can we get a printer? I mean, let's face it, most people don't have commercial printers. And if you need to print something out to make your job easier, like there are some technology setbacks. Right. Um, right. And, and one of the last things that I thought of that most people probably wouldn't think of is just in general, how you build knowledge and experience and like, it's difficult probably to have a mentor or a colleague that you can learn from via zoom or teams or online. You know, I just recall being in retail and, or just being in management. And there's a lot of situations if you're brand new, or even if you've been doing it and there's new changes in the workplace that like, you just don't know, but. If you're around other people, you hear them deal with the same situation. Now you have your verbiage and you're like, oh, I know what they did. Or you could just say, hey, what did you do? If you're all working remotely, you're still going to come across issues, but you're not going to know what somebody else's did to fix or you're not going to, you know, have those conversations in the break room. Did you just see what happened out there or this or that? Right. Uh, You know, so I feel like we're almost going to stunt some of our growth and cause worse customer quality because. You know and the, here here we go with facts this is where something was written down i found a i found a quote <laughs> from my article all right it says smart people learn from their mistakes but the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes of others and that is by a gentleman named brandon mall now i don't know who this gentleman is but it was a good quote <laughs> it was on like quotes.com or whatever the right. heck you find when you type in right. quotes about mistakes but what my thought process is like if everybody is having to make their own mistakes That it means there's a lot more mistakes going out there to the customers to, you know, projects, whatever, where it's just like, yeah, I just knew when I was in retail and I was in working around the one person making a really bad mistake fixed it so that the four of us that were on the floor with them. Oh, yeah. You know, so so I just think there's some uh, there's a little bit of quality that lost and or. I hate, I personally never like making mistakes. I feel you know awful. And if you make enough of them, you feel like you're not adequate or good for your job, which causes horrible morale and you're like, yeah, I'm not fit for this. Let me move on. So, you know, mentally there's some weird stigma there. But most importantly, I just feel like you're not gonna be able to progress as as fast, which could be a loss of potential income revenue, you know, for yourself in that aspect. So it's just a weird dynamic that I don't think anybody would ever really think of because you don't look at it going to work and be like, yeah, well, I got this mentor of mine that tells me how to fix these problems. uh, Cause I don't think you're
0: ever really assigned that, but
1: you really do have that in the real world.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I can actually attest to this again, sort of from both sides. Cause when this all started, I was a man, I was manager and I had some newer folks and if we're in the office, it's like, okay, Bobby, go, go sit with Joe <laughs> yeah. and just sit next and watch him and, and learn from you can shadow people. And that's fine. Well, that's, I mean, that's trickier to do remotely. It's like, well, okay, I guess you guys can do a screen share thing, but that's, I don't know. That's just extra awkward when you're remote or, you know, Hey, if you got any questions, make sure you ask the team, hop on the team's channel and just ask the team. And that's easy to say as a manager. And I didn't think anything of it. Until about midway through this, I actually took on a new new role to where I was the newbie needing to learn everything. And then I realized that, oh, yeah, when you say ask the team, that is you going into a chat room and just saying, hey, I am ignorant about this. <laughs> I want to point that out to everyone and hope that someone has time enough to, to steer me in the right yeah. way, yeah which is awkward. Whereas sure. if – well, and, it, and it's like if you're in the office, like, okay – I'm the newbie. I've got these four other folks around me that know what they're doing. And I know I need to ask them how to do a thing. If you're in the office, you can just look around and see who's on the phone, who's neck deep in work, or who is just kind of chilling. And you can approach that one person that's just sort of chilling. You know what I mean? You can kind of gauge that situation. Whereas if you're all online, you don't know what anybody's doing. You're throwing a question out there. And then when there's no response, is it that everyone is super busy and I'm bothering them? Is it that I'm really stupid and no one wants to waste their time with me? You know, is it that no one has even seen this? Like, you've got all that stuff running through your head. That is just not an issue if you're all, like, together. Like, you can look yeah. and go, ah, oh, I see that I see that, that Cliff is busy and that Jackie is is has got some free time. I'm going to go talk to Jackie and see if he can't help me out with this thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, that is a common, common thing. And I, you know, at the end of the day, when we look at all this stuff, I think most companies are going to find a struggle, but what's, what's kind of cool. And when I looked at it, like really 12%, only 12% of all workers actually just want to stay at home. So the majority of people don't want to work remotely from home all the time. Like, I think they want some type of flex option. And we're not really, and it's truthfully research and just talking to people. It's not actually the working from home that's actually important. It's about the flexibility. Because what we've learned over the last year is, yeah, if I want to go, if I want to make it a doctor's appointment at 12, as long as I get all my stuff done, like I don't have to, or if I want to, you know, work out. 10 a.m. or so forth. Like this isn't things that you could normally do from a job, but you now have that ability and you've proven over the last year or so that you can do that. And going back to the office means, yeah, I lose all that flexibility of being able to go to the doctor or send emails or or you know, at my leisure. And I think that is what's caused most of the issue. And I think the companies out there, and now granted, I don't have a solution because this is not my problem or job, but I think (laughs) I think the flexibility of saying, all right you know, let's adapt somewhat of a flex work schedule or somewhat of a hybrid mode, even if it requires Todd to buy more monitors, um, yeah. is probably the <laughs> better way to go of saying, all right, we're going to have this time to come. You, you need to be in the office at this time, but everything else is on you. And, and so what I think companies are going to have to find themselves doing is figuring out what is going to work for most of the workplace, come to work certain times, utilize technology, and give that flexibility, whether it be working from home, working from your office, but utilizing kind of the best of both worlds that we found and make it an enjoyable place. But you can't just say everybody back to work, working from home doesn't work or working remotely doesn't work because we've proved that to not be
0: the case, right? Yeah, Yeah. and again, my long-term goal, even long before pandemic hit was to get myself into a remote position to like change roles to something else so that I could be remote. And my logic was, I can't be a team manager and be remote. Like if my whole team's in Columbus and I move, you know, somewhere in Arizona, how in the heck is that going to work? That's that's not a possibility. Well, and then a week, you know, a couple or so later, turns out I can do that. I didn't like it. I didn't necessarily want to do that. So I'm happy to, have, you know, changed into the different role that I'm in. But yeah, you can no longer say, You can't work remotely to somebody who has been working remotely for the past year plus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so what do you do is, and I think you just have to bridge a lot of the talking points that we had, you know, saying these are things that, you know, and this might not be conversations you have with your employees, but it, you know, it is conversations that are taking place that are legitimate. These are concerns that we have or things that we know for a fact that actually you should, you know enhance. And let's face it, we're, we can adapt as a culture. And if it comes down to it now that you are on Mondays, you have work meetings on Fridays, you have work meetings to kind of bookend the days or, right. you know, the week or, and every other t- time between you work, whatever it is important probably for these companies to have it strictly
0: written out, <laughs> you know, because oh, yeah. you, you need, you need it. consistency. Ambiguous flexibility is not really flexibility. Like if I know, uh-huh. okay, Mondays, I have all my meetings, I should not plan any, you know, doctor's appointments, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, whatever, then that's fine. But if you, if that's on some sort of weird shifting schedule that you don't ever know, you can't plan things and therefore you lose that flexibility and you might as well just be in the office the whole time. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah they so, didn't. and,
1: and, and for, for company standpoint, like having documentation of, of, you know, things like this, because it might be more difficult if you don't have your employees around to communicate, uh, you know, initiatives, uh, help coach, you know, and so forth. So, you know, you need to have your stuff together to create a good, flexible environment where you're still promoting people to the ability to succeed, um, also coaching if they're failing. And then, of course, you know, if somebody is just not a good fit, you know, you don't want them to be under the radar for years, you know, right. Right. (laughs) I've heard of stories of people getting, you know, people being dead and still on payroll. And they're like, where's this guy? Oh, he's been dead for 10 years. You know, like just, you don't want them to fall through the cracks. We don't, you know, so the companies out there for all the businesses that we know that are listening, make sure you have your stuff together. Make sure you talk to an HR consulting company, um, I may or may have not worked with one, or more importantly, just talk to your HR professional or, or business consultant, get your stuff together. Um, but I do think it is not necessarily time for people to go back to work, but it is time to start talking and figuring out what kind of options there are for the introverts, the
0: extroverts of the world. It's probably a whole separate conversation as to whether or not it's a good idea for everyone to be going into the office or not, sure. but at some point it will happen and there's no... No reason not to start thinking ahead and planning for that rather because I feel like the alternative is, oh, it's safe for us to go back. Okay, everybody back in the office. And then you run into all the problems we previously discussed. So I think those are good points, Eric. Hopefully uh, folks got some good info and facts out of there. Uh, I expect you to have uh, run the analytics on this, this podcast over the weekend, Eric, and let me know how many times the word facts was in fact used. So we'll have that to look forward to. On the next episode of the Toddcast, we'll, That's right we'll let you know. Fact check. We'll do a, a, a check mark for every time we've said fact. I like it. It's good. Patting the numbers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Eric, for your insights. Thank you, listeners, for, for hanging in with us. Hopefully you got something good out of that. And uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one.